0: Hi, welcome to Old Enough for Fairy Tales. I'm Anna. And I'm Kirsten. And this week, I almost exposed my 13-year-old creative writing to hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was a scary moment <laughs> this week that I had. <laughs> I was being interviewed. um, About something I'm doing at my work and um, something very bookish, actually. I wrote a children's book that um, is for the community and for taking it to schools and preschools and stuff. That's been fun. But the the, the journalist who is interviewing me, uh, we had a great conversation because I'm a journalist, too. So, you know, it's fun. That's cool. Yeah. But she was asking about, you know, the first things I had ever written. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to, you know. Just write fun little stories in my journals. And then I told her, you know, when I was 13, I wrote my first novel. And she was like, oh, yeah, what was the name of that? And I almost slipped up and told her. And then I was like, hold on. No, the internet exists. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot have. And I mean, this is like not just my county. Like, this is a lot of people in Indiana. So... Yeah, that would have been horrible. <laughs> so bad. Especially if, you know, like coworkers or uh-huh. oh my goodness, neighborhoods. I
1: had, I had some friends read my first self-published, and I put that in quotes because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, novel on Amazon. And they like actually loved it, but it was mortifying. I was like, No, 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 please don't judge my writing based off that book. <laughs> that was that was twenty eighteen Anna. This is you know, t- 2020, Anna, I think. Both that amazing point. And people. I was like, it may only be two years, but there's been a vast growth
0: <laughs> in my writing skills.
1: It, it was 2018 was when I self-published it, and 2020 was when they were reading it.
0: Oh. And I was
1: like, there has been a lot of growth in my writing skills between 2018 and 2020. Absolutely. 2020.
0: That's a little hopeful, though, because, you know, we have to <laughs> hold on to the hope that we'll just keep growing. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and like in
1: in that case, if you had shared the title, like people would see Mm -mm. thirteen-year-old Kirsten's growth to now. Like,
0: oh, no one. Although thirteen-year-olds
1: have a very different (laughs) viewpoint on the world.
0: Yeah, it was a typical. My first novel was a typical, you know, hero's journey, very you know, modeled after Lord of the Rings kind of. Which is very
1: classic and very. Treasure
0: it, but I get to treasure it. No one else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is my my heart project. No one else gets through it. Exactly. (laughs) So now we're going to get into our what we read the last two weeks,
0: and Kirsten is going to start us. Yes. I'm so excited to talk about my first book. So I read Piranesi by Susanna Clark. This is a very popular book. So popular. I think it, we're definitely past the era of its popularity because I think it came out at least a few years ago. Um, Yeah. So it was very popular for a while. I think it's become something of, you know a revolutionary staple in the fantasy world. It's very unique. Hmm. So, um the setup of Piernessy is we're in this giant house, like a huge house, like you could never explore the entire house in your lifetime. And the house is filled with marble statues and there is an ocean trapped inside the house. And oh, wow. yeah, and the tides, you know, flood different rooms at different times so you have to learn the tides you have to learn when certain rooms will be flooded and what is safe and there are a couple different corpses throughout the house that are like old not like fresh corpses but like sets of bones so you know people have been there sorry that got a little dark (laughs) this book (laughs) this book there's dead bodies in the house but it's fine everything's fine (laughs) sorry sorry it's (laughs) not book does not have a very dark tone there are dark things in the book but this is by no means a high fantasy this is not this this is from a very charming perspective the main character is so sweet this book i do not annotate every book i read i read this book is (laughs) filled with scribbles filled oh
1: that's awesome
0: yeah i read this book alongside one of my best friends and we had so much fun. We talked theory so long. We didn't get anything right. Well, maybe a few things, but this book is amazing. You really have no idea what's going on because the main character himself has no idea what's going on. He basically has like a bunch of memory loss, but he doesn't really know that. That's not really a spoiler, but he doesn't know but that when we're starting out.
1: What POV is it?
0: Point of view. It's first person. is it
1: present so like you're in his head seeing things the way he's seeing it because that would be really interesting to read like someone with memory loss like in a first person
0: present tense i have to grab the book and look because it's been like a week and a half i think since i finished it so i don't remember (laughs) if it's present or past hold on it is past tense first person okay
1: okay still like you're in his head
0: Oh, it's so good. Learning as he is. It's right? incredible. But you don't even know everything that he knows. So you're trying to unravel everything. And there's another person in the house. And you're trying to figure out his relationship and like okay does this person know what's going on because the the perspective that you're in he seems to think that the house is the entire world so at first it's kind of like okay was there an apocalypse or is this in the future or is this a different world or like what is going on here like it's just ocean and house and statues and the statues all seem really representative of something and as time goes on, he begins to discover that they are not the only two people that exist in the world. And I, ca- you cannot know anything more going into this book. You just have to jump in. It is so good. It's so good. It's truly mind-blowing. But if you don't like being in the dark for most of the book, <laughs> if you, yeah. you know, have a thing against – um. I wouldn't say it's unreliable narration because the main character is such a sweetheart, but it's definitely an unreliable perspective because of of the memory loss. So mm. it's incredible and it's fascinating and a lot of it is told through. I mean, the whole thing is supposed to be a giant journal entry, basically. But okay. you, yeah, this is like, if you have, or if you are in a book club, this is perfect book club material because this book has so much conversation material in it. So much. So yeah, my first book, that's Piranesi by Susanna Clark.
1: That's awesome. So my first book is actually when we talked about last week, so I won't spend too much time on it. But um, after uh, Kirsten read The Wonderland Trials, I was like, hey, I have that on Audible. So I went back and listened to it. And it's really We talked about this last week too, about like listening to a book and you catch things you missed before. And that total and especially the Wonderland trials, like that totally happened. It's been almost a year since I've read it. And so going back and like listening to it, I was like, Oh, it makes more sense when you re-read or re-listen to that book because there's so many twists and turns in it. So when you go back, you're like, Oh, I missed that the first time. And oh, that makes sense for later. And it's very interesting re-listening or rereading it. So I listened to the Wonderland Trials.
0: Was there anything I mean, having read The Wonderland Trials, I'm curious if any of the voices were like not at all what you were expecting.
1: I mean, the narrator was not my favorite. Okay. She was she was British, but her I don't know, it was more like almost like a nasally British and just some of the voices she did for like the guys were not my favorite. Okay. But um for like at, her well, and her American accent was weird too. So like when she did Maddie's voice who's American, it just and then you have you have maddie's brother who's american and a a dude and so it was just it was not my favorite but (laughs) his uh, brother is a dude yeah well yeah but it's like the two that did not it just yeah not my favorite but it was it wasn't like to the point where i couldn't listen to the audio but because sometimes there's audiobook narrators and i'm like "Mm -mm, i can't do this Mm -hmm. it's it's mm." but uh hers was fine and i listened to it because mostly it's in alice's head anyway so yeah it was just her like normal reading voice so that was fine
0: that's cool yeah I and it was love... just
1: interesting hearing her read certain lines different than how I was like reading yeah. them in my head
0: I would love to reread that book it's great it makes
1: a lot more sense than second time through Although there's, <laughs> there's little things that I'm like okay she needs to like pick this up in the looking glass solution like there's oh, yes. certain too. little breadcrumbs that I'm like okay that's something I want to read and like I want to find out about and that's something and
0: you're going to come to the second book with a list and be like, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. I have an agenda. Like, I know you're a book, but let we me have start. a
1: month. We have a month release. It's September 2023. <sighs> hey, okay. So, yeah, I'm excited. And I just applied to be on her street team again. So,
0: <gasps> yes, I love that.
1: <laughs> okay. So I'm
0: excited. So, my second book, I read this in not technically one sitting i think i like used the bathroom or got a snack or something but <laughs> that, st- I, that still counts as one sitting I'm essentially sorry. one sitting yeah <laughs> one day yeah literally one sitting is like so admirable i think i've only ever done that like once in my life but this is like yeah basically one sitting so this book is called snow and rose it's by emily winfield martin and it is illustrated. This book is so pretty. (laughs) I heard about this book years ago. I finally got my hands on it, I think last year at some point, and I had to wait until it snowed because I could tell it was a perfect wintry, cozy little adventure. So I waited until it snowed and I finally got to read it. And it was just so cozy. It's about these two girls. One of them is snow and one of them is Rose and they're sisters. And they are very different, but they used to live in this beautiful house and their parents had, they each had a garden and one was the snow garden. One was the Rose garden. And, you know, one was filled with like lilies and beautiful white flowers and one was filled with like roses and, you know, that theme. Mm-hmm. And they had wonderful parents and their father would go on all these adventures and come back with stories. And then the, the book actually starts after all that. Their father has disappeared in the woods and because their house was kind of um, – it like belongs to – I don't remember. He's like he's like a nobleman of some sort. So this is so- a fantasy? yeah it's like okay. fairy tale this is basically okay. fairy okay tale.
1: i was just double checking because i wasn't sure if it was like modern because it's no. like okay
0: yeah very fairy tale-esque but okay. it's definitely it definitely has a bite in a good way like definitely suitable for y- young children but not too young <laughs> um but oh my goodness it's so heartwarming so they Their mother and the two girls, they have to live in this little cabin in the woods and they are, you know, have to make do and they go on these adventures. And it's from the perspective of Rose and they begin to learn that the woods that they live in are not ordinary woods. Imagine that. I know. And they find a house that's buried in the ground that someone seems to be living in and they find a library full of interesting things with no books which books feel a bit sad but it's just (laughs) fascinating what is a
1: library without books
0: (laughs) but it was beautiful and heartwarming and such a lovely story honestly the illustrations are beautiful so pretty so pretty so that is snow and rose what's next for you anna
1: So next for me is Fortified by V. Romus Burton. And I was listening to the audiobook. And uh, it actually released on Tuesday. So when you're hearing this, it's been out for two, three days, three days, technically. Anyways, so the audiobook released early. And so I bought it and I've been listening to it. And um, I read it back in November. I got to read it early, too. And it is Mm. fabulous. Um, It is a fantasy adventure with romance i'd say um it's got a little bit of pride and prejudice vibes a little bit of the story of deborah and oh. jl in it and oh, what was the other comparison she had another
0: six of crows no maybe? way oh my goodness this is it's, the most she compares it to six of crows and it's Hold on. so
1: freaking
0: good okay it's so good okay i have something to say first of all I freaking love Six of Crows. Secondly, oh, no. Shadow of Bone. Sorry. It was Shadow of Bone. But sorry, right, well, universe. Yes, but Six of, Six of Crows is better. Okay. Bite me. I
1: take your word for it because I tried to read those books and I
0: could not handle it. That, well, that's so. probably because you started with Shadow of Bone. <laughs> Which I did, too. Which you, you recommended. Six is. of Crows is so confusing. But it's so much better. Anyway, getting off track. Um... So in I'm the story excited.
1: you meet Devora who is hiding that she is a seer which means she gets visions from Tunri who's like god in this world and she has to hide it because the king has ordered the execution of all the seers so she drinks this tea that suppresses her seer ability because it turns her eyes purple so when she drinks the tea her eyes are just brown and um in this world when on your 16th birthday you have you get a set of five stones and you um Oh shoot. what do they call it? Anyway, you roll you basically you stack the stones and what the color pattern you stack them in is like what your occupation is gonna be. And so Devorah can only stack it for Vackler Academy, which is like this huge prestigious school, and it's the only thing she can stack them since she started like practicing to stack her stones. Like that's all she can do. Okay. So on the day of her I can't remember what it's called, but when the person comes to watch her stack and take her to her place um the Keen has changed the pattern to that pattern that she can stack means she's going into the army into the fortress into oh. the military academy and so she ends up having to go to this military academy and learn to survive and make friends and like maybe fall in love with a handsome captain who i very maybe love. Maybe,
0: maybe not
1: um but it's it's Probably been really not. fun rereading it and especially um vanessa who wrote it um she told me there's been a couple of the pride and prejudice like parallels that people have missed um and i finally caught the one she said that everyone had missed when i was listening Ooh. to it i texted her i was like I swear, people I'm are missing intrigued. she goes yes so it's really fun um to read it and see the pride and prejudice and then you can definitely see the like bible slayer there's a huge cast of like background characters who are going to get their own books it's the first book of a four book series um so there's one character who i am very much in love with and i'm we'll talk about that later because i'm reading the sequel now and anyways it's just a very fun book and yeah it just released so you can read it if so, you
0: let me get this straight Prime prejudice plus bible stories and then Six a comp title with a comp title
1: would be shadow and bone
0: Plus the army, plus a cowboy. Not a cowboy. You you said cowboy.
1: No, captain. Oh, captain of the army. (laughs) I mean, there might be a large horse like creature in the story that. Horse like
0: creature, not a horse.
1: It's, well, you'll have to read and find out what it actually is because it's a spoiler. So I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a very fun story. And, (laughs) Um, So uh, V. Ramos-Burton wrote The Heartmender Trilogy, which you read. And reading this one, her growth as an author has just like, like we keep talking about growing as an Mm. author and she is just, this book is so
0: much fun. Mm. I just, I I love it. Definitely going on my list. I know that it goes on my list because when I edit the audio of these episodes, I hear myself say it's going on my list. So I have (laughs) to put it on my list. And then I listened to it again, so I it's yeah. There's no way it will miss. It's not
1: going on her list. Yeah. So my
0: third book <laughs> So my third book that I read was actually totally not my third. I have actually been reading a lot, so I don't know what number this is. How many have you read this year, Kirsten? I can't say because me and my mom have a competition. If I say, she'll know. I read 17 as of Monday, February 6th. That's amazing.
1: I, I've only read 11 and multiples
0: of those rereads and audiobooks. That's so amazing. So. Multiple of mine are audiobooks too, but not the majority, definitely. Anyway, my third book. Was The Desolations of Devil's Acre by Ransom Riggs. This sounds really dark, okay? Let me preface by saying it is. <laughs> this sounds really dark, and it is. But this is the sixth book of a series, okay? Okay. So I'm not going to talk about the sixth book, even though it was amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So we'll just talk you about recommend the, first book. the
1: series? You recommend Yes,
0: unless you don't like dark books. The series is very dark. So not my thing. Probably everyone. not. So you no. Know, I like Happily Ever After. So Yeah. Well, this this series is incredibly popular. This is uh Miss per- Miss Peregrine's Home for, Pe- for- Oh! I'm yeah. struggling. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. There randomly. we go. Yes. You got it. And this, I mean, the series is awesome. The first book, I liked it a lot. And then I waited years and I finally picked up the second book at the end of 2022. And I flew through it. I loved it. And then I instantly, I remember like the next day I went to the bookstore, which is 45 minutes away. And I like after work, I was like, I'm going to the bookstore. I need this book. And I read the third one. And then his it was original originally going to be a trilogy i believe but there's six books now and um and then i flew through the rest of them so yeah i read both um the fifth conference of the words and the sixth book in these last two weeks and they were both amazing the four- i loved the first and the second and the third and then the fourth one was okay i was i delayed starting the fifth one because i didn't like the ending but when i started reading the fifth one i was like just kidding everything's okay again i love this so the sixth book is amazing like
1: middle books do that a lot you're just like <sighs> okay i know this happened with like the keepers <laughs> series i'm just like yes all right i just want the end now and so i know get that that yeah
0: and then you'll hit these miscellaneous scenes that are just gold and you're like where did that come from i love that yeah <laughs> but just to if you don't know this book is about a boy named jacob and his grandfather has always told him crazy stories of these peculiar children he used to know and one day jacob has been you know getting some therapy and (laughs) therapist recommends this (laughs) and um he jacob and his father go to wales this island off of wales and they spend some time there and jacob discovers that the peculiar children are real Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so there's a boy who like has um bees that live inside of his stomach and they can come out and (laughs) yeah yeah, this is not this is not a book for anna there's a girl who floats which if you've seen the movie they did it wrong okay (laughs) so many things are wrong anyway i'm not gonna get on that rant because no one wants to hear that but there's a girl who like floats so she has to wear metal shoes or she'll float away and so this is clearly not like superpowers. Like these are things that are like both gifts and also not great things to live with. There's a girl who like has fire in her hands. Um there are some darker gifts as well and Jacob finds out that he might also be a little strange himself and that's all I'm going to say. And that is obviously not at all what the last book is about because they go so far. This book involves a little bit of time travel because the peculiar children live inside like these loops that, you know, capture one day and then repeat it over and over again. So they can, you know, as they travel, trying to be vague, there's different times and places, which makes it all the more exciting. And there's monsters and scary villains and heroes and all of the interesting characters that come with at all and honestly a lot of really shocking revelations that i was not predicting (coughs) so yes i love that series what is your next book anna
1: so i haven't read a whole lot the last two weeks because of work and school work and all that but i've read two beta reads for i'm reading one and i finished one so one was for amber kirkpatrick and it was so good, so good, and I can't really talk about it because the first book's not out yet. But it was very good, and then I'm reading the sequel to Fortified, which is also so good. And I really Ooh. can't talk about that one because there's spoilers for Fortified in Justified. So, but it is a it has it's a Rahab retelling, <gasps> um, and it continues the story of Devorah So from Fortified, okay. and so, but it I really love the way she's handling it. Because, you know, Rahab is not the most scrupulous woman in scriptures. But what she... makes you say that? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> read Joshua and you'll know. Anyways, um, but the way she handles it is very like, because it's a YA story, but it's like handled very tactfully, very okay. gracefully. Graciously, I guess, is a good way of putting it, and I can see a little bit of redemption coming, and I'm so excited. <gasps> Anyways, it's really good. I'm 67 way through it. Uh, my Kindle says so. I love this series. Anyways, all that to say, read Fortified and get ready next year for
0: oh man, because
1: it's really good, and I just I'm uh, I'm so excited.
0: Does Fortified end on a cliffhanger? Should I wait to read it until Justified? No, is you should read
1: it. You should read okay. it, but it is a little bit of a cliffhanger. It mm. does end on a cliffhanger. But it's not like catastrophic cliffhanger. You just have okay. a lot of questions, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. By the end.
0: Which is fine. I normally have a lot of questions, even if <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're still <laughs> like over. When you accidentally find like a plot thread that was not resolved at the end of the series, you're like, <laughs> oh, wait <yeah>. a minute. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. very often,
0: but but you know, once in a while.
1: Yes. So that's that's the end of what I've only read, like, four things this last two Still weeks.
0: It's awesome. Seriously. Um. OK. The last book I'm going to talk about is a, a, it's a duology I've discovered through reading these books. I don't know It's if it's because I read both 400 page books this past weekend. Both of them. I, but what did you is discover? Not normal. <laughs> What did you discover? You said you discovered something and then you just stopped. I discovered discovered that duologies are evil. It's so hard because they wrap you in and they're like, you are ours now, but we're only giving you two books. So it's enough to, you know, make you love us forever and pledge your allegiance to us. But right after the second book when you are fully devoted we're cutting you off and casting you aside see what i like so. duologies
1: because i only have to wait you know usually like a year for the next one and then it's no so. it's resolved but also i've noticed sorry <clears throat> i <I'm> like spittled
0: <laughs> definitely including this
1: <laughs> but also i've noticed that duologies tend to like the first book slower and right as it hits like the climax it stops and then the second one's just like non-stop adrenaline yeah. trip till the end and you're like yeah oh guess it's done now
0: <laughs> oh my goodness Honestly... and I don't
1: like that I've read very few theologies that are well paced both
0: books right. are well paced well i will say that this duology is very well paced the second one definitely has a I should probably say the title <laughs>
1: yeah what
0: what are you reading because <laughs> the first book is called girl from everywhere by holly halig and the second book is called ship beyond time or the ship i think it's the girl from everywhere and the ship on, the ship say that p the ship <laughs> beyond <laughs> time. So I bought this book. I actually bought the second one because it was pretty. (laughs) And then I was like, dang it, this is a sequel. So I got the first one and they've been sitting on my shelf for at least like a year and a half, if not more. I finally picked it up and I just, oh, oh, they're so good. So this is like a, it's high seas. It's piracy. It's time travel. So much time travel. It's father-daughter relationship. It's making me want to buy it now a little bit of romance but it's not overly heavy on the romance mm-hmm. there's like a little bit of spice in the second book uh but i would not warn you anna away from it
1: okay like it's definitely Just a little disclaimer if you yes. don't
0: like this you... but it's very very closed door like okay you know it's all it's very i would say it's appropriate for like high schoolers I don't know it's just depending on the high schooler too that's like the the
1: problem it's like like how do you label a book like I know that's why you just give a content warning like this is what's in it
0: if you don't like it
1: you won't like it if you're I wouldn't say
0: anything is in it I would say something is implied so if you have a problem with that okay know that but if you if you're fine with that then take that as you will this book this duology is amazing obviously I read 800 pages so fast. And how many hours yeah how many Ooh, hours i started it, you said it was the weekend but friday night and then i finished the second book sunday night so it's so like 48 know, like hours 50 hours yeah it was girl i know how late were you up i will say late. i didn't sleep very much last night <laughs> So, I really love this duology because they mix, the author mixes mythology and history a lot. Mm. And it's nice because in the back of the book, after the story, she has a little segment of what is myth and what is history. So, you know, she clarifies everything. But I was kind of surprised by some of the things that I thought were mythology that were actually history. Like, one of of the main villains is historical. And I was shocked by that at the end. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know he actually existed. So interesting oh yeah i learned about really interesting things in this book it was fascinating i love i really liked the main character i resonated with her i really liked even like even the characters that you don't like you like you know like you mm-hmm. you still enjoy scenes with them and their crew they have this tiny little crew and there's so much fun and uh there's just this book was everything that i needed this weekend obviously <laughs> so yeah that is the girl from everywhere by holly hillig all right now we are going to segue into our bookish topic for today which is our reading journey so we're just going to talk a little bit about how we got it started reading and you know what drew us into reading and what our reading journeys have looked like since up to now. So Anna, when did you first grace your mind with an adventure? So my mom
1: started reading to me as a newborn. So she would – she tells me she, like, had this little basket of books she that they'd gotten from my baby shower, and it was next to the, like, lighter in the nursery or bedroom or whatever. And she'd hold me and she'd read me a book even though, you know, I wasn't old enough to understand. So I, like, I always remember reading books. Like, it was, like, a bedtime ritual. Like, mom would read us a book and then put us to bed. Um I have memories of taking the books and trying to barricade ourselves in the bedroom me and my brother. Um I love which that. is not what you'd use books for, but that's <laughs> what we do. um I mean multi-purpose. Um we still have some of the books said like, they run like I remember the pictures. Like I couldn't read but I remember the pictures. Um You couldn't
0: read as a newborn? What is wrong with you? Well,
1: as like a 5-year-old. Oh, okay. And I I like struggled to read. Like I didn't like to read cuz I didn't like phonics is st- dumb and doesn't make any sense so the little logical five-year-old mind was like but you said this letter makes this sound and it and as someone who now helps teach kindergartners how to read phonics makes no sense anyway so i struggled <laughs> to read but um i remember i think when i started to like actually like be able to read independently was i'd read the american girl books from the library and they had them on cd so i'd get our cassette tape at that time might have been still had cassettes but anyway i'd sit and i'd listen to them and i'd follow along in the book and i think that helped me learn to read Mm. um and so like the first episode we kind of talked about childhood books we like to read and i think that was really when i started enjoying reading was like getting into like the mist like the middle grade mysteries and american girl and dad reading narnia to me he tried to do the lord of the rings but (laughs) I read that by myself in high school. So, um, (laughs) um, yeah, so I think Uh, that was my reading journey.
0: Very cool. So I started reading quite young as well. My parents got me a box of books. I think I was two for Christmas. It was before I could read and we have a picture of me sitting in this box of books, like just sitting in the box, just so happy. I was so content that Christmas. Best Christmas ever, honestly. Aww. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I, I learned to read a few years later. And yeah, the rest was history. I definitely, yeah, you know, there was definitely a lull kind of in maybe between the ages of like eight and thirteen. I still read. Mm when I was, you know, 13 or 14, I really picked it up and I started tracking books more. I started devouring them way more. I started, you know, spending more time at my library and investing in that. Um, yeah, I loved everything. Oh my goodness. I, not long after that, I discovered booktube, which, you know, eventually led to bookstagram, but oh my goodness. I was responsible
1: for bookstagram. Yeah.
0: I still blame you for that. (laughs)
1: Bookstagram is why I got back into reading though. Because like COVID happened and I started reading again because what else was there to do? You have books on your shelf, you have books on your Kindle, and I just started reading. And then I was posting about them on like my personal Instagram. And my friend, my cousin, was like, You should just start like an Instagram just for books. And then I found out like it's a whole thing. Yeah. And I've made some great friends on it. And so, and then I dragged. Kirsten yeah the craziness, Well, I was
0: on Bookstagram for quite a while and then you kept nagging me and you were like, Do you have to And finally I caved. But it's great. We should talk about Bookstagram sometime in a future podcast because yes. Yes. more details for the most yes. part. Anyway, so um I'm trying to think of anything else. My parents have lived in the same home for my whole life. So when I go and visit them, once in a while, not very often, but once in a while, you know. I'll visit my old childhood library where I grew up. And there's so many memories there. And oh, Mm -hmm. I love that library. That's a very special place. So, yeah, I never really stopped reading from then, you know, after that lull for a few years. I mean, the occasional reading slump, but it's really Mm -hmm. just been, you know, full speed ahead since then.
1: (laughs) So next we're going to talk about really fast for the end of the podcast um is five underrated books are just books that you feel like are not as well known aren't on like book talk or booktube as much and that you just want that we want y'all to know about so we're gonna do
0: it kind of rapid fire we're gonna attempt two. so kirsten do you want to start sure so the first book i'm going to recommend is the false prince the ascendant series this isn't totally you know this isn't undiscovered or anything but it's not nearly as popular as it should be it is a fantasy it is it has the most niche sarcasm these books are just crammed full with the best quality sass i have ever found these books are amazing they are um i'd say they are ya without like the annoying angsty 16 year old girl Point of view kind of feel, Uh, they're just like very. Oh my goodness! They're so much fun. There's adventures. All the characters are amazing. Highly recommend the False Prince, and that is by Jennifer A. Neil Nielsen. So my
1: first recommendation, and four out of my five are indie authors, but they're fantastic. So the first one is Yesterday or Long Ago by Jenny Sauer. Um, I think it's how you say her last name. Um, It is a sci-fi, like it takes place in another planet, but it's like very similar to our planet. And it has uh royalty and a royal library, and only people who are really rich can get in the library. So there's this girl who sneaks into the library to read and she gets caught by a librarian. Uh-oh. Might turn out to not be a librarian.
0: <gasps> and um Imposter. it's
1: it's it's a little it's got a little insta-love between those two characters, but then there's a side character and a royal advisor who are just beautiful, and I love it. And it's so it's got like Aladdin vibes. It's got best friend, um, sister vibes. It's got a little bit of like intrigue and treason. Um, oh, so it's just it's really fun. It's a really Ooh. fun book. So it's Yesterday or Long Ago by Jenny Sauer.
0: Awesome. Okay, my second book is These War Torn Hands by Emily Hayes. This is a really good book but the second book is better and the third book is the i haven't read the third one yet well i'm not gonna say anything about
1: it i'm scared to read the third one but it's okay you just have
0: to rip the bandit off okay Okay. and then you can call me and cry okay but i won't tell you about what but it's yeah so if you are hesitant after reading these war torn hands keep going it just goes up from there but these war torn hands is an amazing book um so this is western I am not a huge fan of Western books. These books are amazing. They're very lyrical. They're very enchanting. They have an element of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, kind of an element of, I don't know, kind of like the Princess Bride, where it feels like there's a little bit of spice from each genre because it feels Mm -hmm. a little fantastical. It feels a little magical. Which it is a fantasy. It's a fantasy world. Yes, it is a fantasy world. So it is in the fantasy world, but it feels very grounded. and. It's just full of quality characters and relationship building and really intense life events. And there's um, there's some kidnapping, there's some rampages, there's some bad people, <laughs> and there's some morally gray people who you kind of have to decide about. So mm-hmm. anyway, that is These Four torn Hands by Emily Hayes. Highly and, recommend.
1: And real quick, it is an Arthenian legend retelling.
0: Yes, that That's is important. Very important. So if you
1: like Athenian legend, it's pretty fun.
0: Oh, so much fun!
1: Okay, my second one is Moonscript by H.S.J. Williams. It is a—it's it's an epic fantasy without feeling too epic. If that makes sense, I it's feel like it's not it very complex. Yes, it doesn't take a lot of brain power to figure out the world. It's very Lord of the Rings esque feeling which i think helps because you feel like you know the you know the world you you know what Mm. to expect but it's a um there's humans and there's elves and there's other magical creatures and there's this lost elf prince (laughs) um who's been captured and then there's this girl telly who ends up trying to um help has to help find him and it's just beautiful and i love it and it's got a lot of allegory in it and so highly recommend moon Script by hsj williams
0: so much fun such an elegant book
1: it is it made me cry Aww. in a good way happy tears
0: but it made me cry <laughs> i want that book i only have it on my kindle i would love a physical copy someday along with so many other books anyway <laughs> my third recommendation is airman by owen Col- colfer <laughs> name it's literally spelled e-o-i-n it's- so colfer yeah colfer so owen colfer is best known for the series artemis Fowl, which is big you know i've read the first book it was really good i intend to read the rest of it i haven't seen the movie because i've heard it's not very good but Airman, I loved Airman so much more than Artemis Fowl. And it doesn't have that many ratings on Goodreads. And I feel like I have never heard about it. Like, I think I just it. I've never heard anyone else talk about it. So Airman is, it has, if you like Count of Monte Cristo, but you want something that's short, like exponentially (laughs) shorter and more for a middle grade teen audience, that could still be enjoyed by older audiences. This is the book for you. This is about a boy who grows up in this kingdom on an island, I think. He loves the idea of flight. And it's very fantasy. And, you know, he saves the princess when the palace is burning and they're stuck upon, you know, this high tower. And he finds a way to fly them down on, like, this cloth or something. It's very sweet. And, you know, the whole structure is about how he is falsely accused of something. I won't say what... But he's falsely accused of something. It's kind of heartbreaking. It's very Count of Monte Cristo. And he's sent away. And he has to find out what he's going to do about the things that are happening in his kingdom when he's locked away in a dungeon on an island. And it's, oh, it's so good. I love the characters in this book. I love how riveting the plot is. Very underrated. Highly recommend. (laughs) What's your next book, Anna?
1: Um, So my next one is We Could Be Villains by Megan McCullough. If you like Marvel movies, this is literally a Marvel movie in a book form. And it is so much fun. So we follow um, Rosemary, who is a theater nerd. So, like, it's ticking all the boxes for me. She's a theater nerd. She's a fangirl. Um, And she's listening to this podcast for her. Anna! uh, (laughs) This podcast. there, there's a big event from her favorite TV show from Vigilante Studios, Vigil and Anti Studios, okay. and um, it's like a very uh, Agents of Shield
0: Ooh. show.
1: And okay. they all oh, there's these superheroes in it, whatever. And there's a panel, and they're doing a big announcement. And so she she's trying to avoid hearing anything about it because she can't watch it live. She's has to go to work. So her coworker Sam is like also really into it, and on her way to work she finds she feels like she's being followed and it it ends up she gets recruited by this super villain and she finds out everything in this this make her fandom world is actually real (gasps) and they're using it as a cover and she has to like save the world and it is such a cool book and it's so like it's like getting a hug from a marvel movie in a book form and it's so good and so we could be villains by megan mccullough
0: that sounds awesome
1: it's it's so good i think you'd love it
0: for all of the office fans out there does this remind you of the deleted scene this is so niche but does does this remind (laughs) you of the deleted scene where jim sets up the entire prank for dwight to believe that he is in the matrix and it's real anyway just have to put that out there it's an amazing scene it's an amazing amazing prank all right so book Four. Recommendation four is a nonfiction. This is more of a theological book. It is called Beautiful Outlaws by John Eldredge. I know this book is somewhat well-known. It's definitely not his most well-known though. This book is about Jesus. And if you feel, you know, sometimes the whole concept of God can feel very far off. And this book really helps Jesus feel more approachable. And it helps you realize that, you know, the best parts of us as humans you know come from him and so he is the source of everything you know that's good about us so um yeah it definitely makes you realize how you know how many misconceptions we have about god and about jesus mm-hmm. and and how we can have a closer relationship with him yeah
1: awesome my book floor is not a theological book <laughs> but it is a the the author describes it as a rom-com with christian characters versus a christian rom-com um and i very much enjoyed it it was the designated friend by drew taylor okay and um it follows two best friends um who end up going on a road trip to the girl's wedding or not the girl's wedding the girl's has a friend who's getting married and so she was gonna bring her Uh, boyfriend she finds out her boyfriend's cheating on her so she takes her best friend who is a guy and he's loved her for like his whole life and so they go on this trip together and it's just super cute and i love it i love the whole thing um it's just really cute and it's like the best it's and it's i'm very picky about best friends to lovers trope because sometimes it can feel like one-sided pining for the whole book until they find like oh we're meant to be together that annoys the crap out of me it's not this way he's like very you know, resign. He's like, I'll just be her friend if that's all I can be. And it's just really sweet. And uh there's like a, a strong faith element to it, too. That's really fun too. Hmm. to read. That's not like preachy. It's not like shove yeah. it in your face down your throat. And so it's a really fun rom-com. So The Designated Friend by
0: Drew Taylor. Awesome. That sounds really good. My last recommendation, I it has been years and years and years since I read this book, but I remember loving it. It is called The Heart of a Samurai, and it is by Margie Prayas. I don't know how to say that. But it's just a fun, high seas, islandic, friendship-centered adventure about a boy, and there's, you know, little pirate sketches in it, and he meets lots of people, and I just remember just being totally enthralled. This is one that I really want to reread, so Heart of a Samurai. So my last one is A Crown of Chains by Aaron Phillips, this
1: is probably more of, like, a new adult's book because of some of the content. It's an Esther retelling, but, like, in the most authentic way an Esther retelling can be without being
0: oh.
1: nasty. But it's a fantasy <laughs> Esther retelling. Is this retelling. PG? It is. It's all, okay. like, closed doors. She handles it very well. It made me cry mm. um, because it's – it's. I, I know I said it, like, happily ever after, but it's a very – melancholy ending okay. to it um but like in a satisfying way
0: so crown of chains by Aaron phillips awesome thank you so much for listening to our podcast i'm kirsten and i'm anna and this is old enough for fairy tales